This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time, so... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fearscape FM, here on 100.9 FM WCHQ. Welcome to episode 13, our luckiest number. Yeah, our luckiest number. It must be lucky, because we've got a special guest tonight. We do. We do. Who could that be? That's our good friend and uh, DJ here at WCHQ, Mr. Ed, Ed Black. Black. That's right. What? What's up, everybody? That's What's right. Up? Local comedian, local DJ, local love guru, local... Local teddy bear. Local teddy bear. That's right. And we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to him shortly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because I got some stuff <laughs> I got to talk about. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to just go ahead and move right into creepy ketchup? I like ketchup. Yeah, let's do it. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. We had hot dogs today for lunch for our potluck, and we had ketchup. And all I kept thinking of was, it's creepy ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) It's only creepy if it's haunting you. Uh, uh, it has been ever since I ate them, if you know right. what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Zing. definitely, you know, here on the uh, the FM, we have not uh-huh. had much creepy ketchup the last couple episodes. Mm-mm. It's been kind of a slow go for. But let me tell you, I, I got one and I brought it up on the podcast. And I wanted to bring it up here uh, was uh, the the three knocks or whatever you said. Oh, the three uh, scratches or yeah, taps? Yeah, three taps. Um, tap, so tap. a couple uh, weekends ago, I was at the Bardstown. Uh, which is a local Shakespeare pub here. And uh, when I was upstairs in the theater, just messing around before I went downstairs to go teach my improv class, um, I was just having a good time dancing. I had my headphones in and stuff like that, dancing on stage and just having a good old time being me. I need to see that security footage. Yeah, being me. And uh, then I felt somebody tap me on the right shoulder like a friend would do when you're turned to the left and they tap you on the right shoulder and you look and then they're gone, you know, because they're actually on the other side. So that happened to me. And I'm like, ha, 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 Ben must already be here so i look over nobody's there like i figured look to the left 
nobody's there. And then I look back over to the right, and all of a sudden I feel somebody tap me on the left shoulder. Turn to the left, nobody's there. Turn to the right, nobody's there. Turn back to the left, nobody's there. Tap again on the right shoulder. Same thing, nobody. And I scooted. You scooted? I scooted. Like so my I, pug on the carpet? Yep. I, no. <laughs> that's a different kind of scoot. That's a scrape. That's a scrape? That's more of a scrape. Uh, but yeah, no, I got out of there, man. It freaked me out. Like, you know, and I don't know whether we've talked about it on the podcast or on the radio show, but I've definitely had some sightings in the Bardstown Theater. Well, the Bardstown has been confirmed to be haunted even by the owner himself. Oh, yeah. Like there's, there's many, many, many stories. And uh, our, uh, our, like... 72 hours total that we spent there with the festival last year we had a lot of oh yeah a lot of interesting stuff i had happen. a number of things happen um things like that but yeah but that one got me because mm-hmm. you know because it, it kind of trickstery well and i also told you that the three <laughs> is also can be identified as the mocking of the trinity or no! a demonic no- mocking i'm right and i don't want that to be a demon uh i grew you don't up catholic and they still scare me well i might because they might not be real but I'm mean, still freak out about it a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're the most confusing, believable skeptic there is. It's like, listen, this thing is haunting me. I th- it's not a demon, though, because they're not real. But I don't know if they're real. Now I'm going to do this research and read this book. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Fierce. Just in case, and yeah, and I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna lay garlic everywhere. I'm gonna pray to a god I'm not sure I believe in. Do you and- consider yourself a practical skeptic at this point? No, I don't even consider myself a skeptic because it was a demon. I, I'm only a skeptic when I'm super scared about it in real life. To like tell yourself it's not yep. real. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's like, if something's grabbing me or whatever. I'm like, this isn't real. This it's like, is stupid. <laughs> this has got to be air pushing really fast. It's like after your birthday weekend in Chicago or your uh, bachelor party weekend in Chicago, and you look at your bank account and you're like, no, this is not real. This is not real. <laughs> <laughs> People were supposed to buy me drinks. This isn't real. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that's mine. Apparently, I had the mocking of the Trinity up in the Bardstown. Uh, what about you? Did you have anything this week? Uh, something does not like that we rearranged our bedroom. Oh, you rearranged your bedroom. Mm-hmm. We moved a couple things around. It's been the same way for like the seven it's years. Because you put your there. TV on the ceiling. Uh, it's not. It's still on the ceiling, but we put a bigger TV. So actually, I think it's oh. the smaller. The smaller TV on the ceiling, I think, is jealous of the bigger TV you put in the corner. Wait, so you got two TVs in there now? Yeah. Oh man, they're you know they're starving people in China. Don't have TVs. Well, it was an extra TV. You know, first world problems. What am I going to do with this extra TV? Just chilling here. Give it to your friend Ed. Ed already asked him, and he said that he doesn't eat TVs. No, he doesn't eat them. TV dinners, though, are amazing. They're amazing. Banquet, and a not buck. a sponsor. <laughs> so anyway, so... But you- yeah, um, the first night we moved everything around, uh, I was laying in bed watching the newly put up TV, and so what we had to do to do this was we had to move a dresser like to the other side of the room, move a shelf and stuff like that, so we had to pretty much mess with the feng shui, and this is something interesting I'll add at the end here. Um, that was attached to the mirror that we had to move as well. So that night... Also on the ceiling? No, the mirror's not on the ceiling. <laughs> we ain't that kind of couple. We got to keep this PG no, for we're the radio. Not. We are not. We are not that couple. We are not. Stephen. <laughs> Me and Ed, though, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, there's the- actually a mirror up above you two right now. Yeah, exactly. Whenever Ed and I are in the same room, we always put a mirror above us because greatness must shine from above and below. Get <laughs> <laughs> here. Finish your stupid story. So we moved everything around. It was about 9.30 at night. We're laying in bed. I'm watching like, some comedy videos and stuff, working on my stand-up routines. And um, I hear like this rattling in the closet. Now, me, because I know how my animals are, 
I thought it was my cat. Okay, she likes so to... what kind of rattling? Like a rattlesnake rattle, a box rattle, a baby rattle, like um, change rattling, or just like an no... Elvis shake rattle type row? A roll? Yeah. It just was like a. It was in patterns of three. Oh, okay. So then that was more uh, techno. Yeah, it was a techno rattle coming from my closet, right? So I'm sitting here. I'm fully expecting opening up and seeing my cat with like glow sticks on X. Of course. Just going crazy. I was really looking forward to that. Well, open the closet. There's nothing in there except shoes. I'm like, okay, that was weird. I'm just going to ignore this for now because nothing's happened in a while. Go lay back down in bed and now hear it in the living room. Uh, Same, same exact noise? Same noise. Nope, get out. But this one sounded like it was coming off the blinds or something. So I'm like, all right, the cat is messing with the blinds. So I get up, I walk in the hallway, there's the cat sitting in front of my bathroom door. And I'm like, she's quick. How'd she get there so quick? (laughs) She ain't that quick. (laughs) So I walked into the living room and the the curtains are moving back and forth. Or the the blinds, I guess you would say, whatever the heavy thing is. The blinds are moving back and forth. I'm like, all right, something's going on. So I go, and I lay back in bed, and I'm just, I turn off the TV, and I'm just listening at this point. Just waiting to hear the next thing so I can try to track down where it is, what it is, talk to it, whatever I have to do. And this time I hear it from behind the mirror. So I get up, I go to the mirror, and I realize that we forgot to hang our dream catcher back up. Mm. So I hung the dream catcher back up, all the sound stopped. We've been good since. It's been about four days since that. And we've had good, nothing else happened since. That's a good dream catcher then. Yeah, because like, the second I took it down, I was thinking, I was like, I thought there was like some kind of legend on these. Like, you shouldn't, you should keep them where they are. You shouldn't mess with them. I'll just put it down while I'm moving stuff around. Then I forgot to put it back up. But now it's up. It's in its place. No more techno rattles coming from any part of my house. <laughs> the cat is not on LSD or ecstasy and she Anymore. does not look like Alistair Crawley. So we're good from there. <laughs> Alistair Catley. <laughs> All Catley. right. Well, uh, thank you for your creepy catch up. Let's go ahead and move right into spooky news. So sad news for spooky news. Oh, I already know where you're going with this, and yep. it makes me depressed. Do we have to talk about this? Yeah, like, we do. Hold on. It's, it's like the, if you just close your eyes and pretend it isn't there, then it's not there, right? No. This is <sighs> legit. So it really a f- happened. So a few days ago, probably about a week uh, when this airs, but uh, we lost uh, Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. She was 92 years old. She, was she the lived ins- a long life, She did. Though. She lived a very long life. She was the inspiration for The Conjuring, and then her and her husband, Ed, were probably- Not Ed Black. Yeah, no, not Ed Black. Sorry, Ed. But he wishes. Ed Warren. They were once the world most famous paranormal esti- uh, investigators, and although their work didn't exactly fade away from the public eye, James Wan's film The Conjuring launched their legacy into pop culture stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Warren passed away in 2006 before The Conjuring was even released, so uh, we've now learned that Lorraine Warren sadly passed away at age 92. It was her grandchild that uh, broke the news. Her grandchild said, Last night, my grandmother, Lorraine Warren, quietly and peacefully left us to join her beloved Ed. She was happy and laughing until the very end. She was my angel and hero, and she will be deeply missed. Please join us in celebrating her life and honoring her beautiful soul. Remember to treasure those you love while you can. Thank you, and God bless you all. I wonder if she's going to now... Like possess the Annabelle doll. 
<laughs> right. That <laughs> she's like, Haha, Haha, I can finally win this battle. I I'll possess win. it all. Uh, but it's pretty sad. I mean, they put paranormal investigations on the forefront and mm-hmm. made them as popular as they have now become. Yeah. Uh, even before that, I mean, they are you know famously known for the Amityville case and so many other cases. Uh, and I've read several of their case studies. Same. Like yeah, in the, in the I've research, read a number I've been of their doing. books, and um, I, like, I, I love like I love Ed. Yeah, Warren and Ed Black sometimes, but <laughs> like just he is so like there was one there's one book I was reading where uh, they had brought in like this apprentice demonologist into an investigation of a haunted basement, mm-hmm. and you know like this apprentice went down in the basement spent an hour down there something happened the apprentice comes back up he's like white as a ghost he's freaking out he's ready to quit Ed just fixes him a cup of hot chocolate sits him in front of it and says now if you want to stay. And you want to fight the darkness, enjoy this hot chocolate, go back down there and do your job. But if you don't, I won't think you'd be any less. Enjoy that hot chocolate anyway. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, I think I'm done. Yeah, Ed, Ed was really interesting because, you know, he was, I, I don't know if this has changed. Lorraine but was a medium, wasn't she? She, uh, Yeah, uh, kind of. It's more kind of dramatized in the movies than in real life. But yes, she was. But uh, Ed, I know the books are pretty hardcore. They are, but the movie's really <laughs> taking a step further. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Ed was one of the few, if not only, people ever sanctioned by the Catholic Church to do mm-hmm. exorcisms that was not clergy. Yeah, that's a very, very rare I don't know. I don't know. I guess a very rare title to be donned upon mm-hmm. a, a quote unquote mere mortal, especially in a time where exorcisms are rarely done anymore either. Like it's yeah. got to be a big deal. Yeah, we just use apps. Yeah, <laughs> the exorcism. I bet you there's one out there that has Probably the is. that just recites the rites of exorcism <laughs> in is. Latin. Man, I'll be looking that up. Uh, but yeah, so that's spooky news. So you know, rest in peace, uh, Lorraine Warren. Like I said, though, you lived a long life. I hope your kids carry on. I'm just curious who's in charge of the uh, the locked room now with all the stuff. The oh, museum. her grandson has been forever. Oh, okay, cool. All right, but yeah, so thank you guys. That has been Spooky News. The way you said thank you, I thought we were just ending the episode right there. Not even bringing Ed on. No! 20-minute Fearscape FM. No. We said the word Ed. We did. And Ed is here, so let's get crack-a-lacking. I ain't said crack-a-lacking in a while. There's um, a reason. Let's get crack-a-lacking. We've got Mr. Ed Blurk. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Ed, we've been wanting you on for a while. We actually had you on our old podcast that had nothing to do about paranormal stuff. <laughs> or anything really in general. Or in anything in general. But this is uh, the first time we've been able to have you on. And we are so grateful because you are a lover of the haunted, the paranormal, and the spooky Oh, yeah. In fact, I mean, that's the reason that I got you guys yeah. here on WCHQ, because I'm such a fan of the paranormal, the that's unknown, right. the unexplainable. It's... Well, give everybody a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do. Uh, I am a 41-year-old white male Whoa! from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> not not and... your mugshot, man. <laughs> Swipe and, right. Uh, I have been a stand-up comic in the city since, what, 2001, I think, and I have been a uh, DJ... Uh, here at WCHQ, including my uh, tenure now as program director since uh, 2012. 
Lights, camera, action, Ed. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you how long you've been uh, WCHQ. Uh, I started out 2012 as show host. You Mm -hmm. remember Blacklisted Comedy? It was on there a couple times. Yeah, that was was my show with Tony King, and we lasted about five years before I decided to hang it up. And uh, ever since then... I've uh, been DJing here on the station, and uh, I currently run Lunch Break Live Monday That's right. Thursday. That's one of my favorite shows. I listen almost every day, and I've actually got my roommate Paul listening every day now. Because nice. he, he kept seeing me share it, and he was like, well, he's usually <laughs> like walking home from work or whatever, so he just pops on his headphones, and he's been he's literally been listening to it like every day. It's hard nice. to take a lot of things you share seriously, because you share so much. I know. But at least... Paul caught right. lunch break live with well, Ed. Well, Paul has like twelve friends on Facebook, and so they're and they're all your different pretty profiles. Pretty much, just I don't have more. Okay, I do. Have one. <laughs> well, Not personal I, profile. Well, can I say, Paul? Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. <laughs> Paul, you demand. Yeah, so he has yeah. definitely become enamored with local music. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, it's interesting. It's like the universe brought this all full circle because I met Ed through you, Stefan, mm-hmm. when we started uh, doing the first integration of what is now sidetracked improv right. I met Ed through that when we did the festival last year and all that and then ed is the one that got me into stand-up who was like hey you know yes it's hard to get into but here's the door walk through it see what happens and then you know he got me into stand-up and then he gets and then the paranormal brings us to him again and now we're in the studio and on the wchq app you can listen to all the playbacks all the time download now <laughs> All local, all the time. Wow, that's some real circular reasoning you got going on there. But, <laughs> you should uh, see but, me on stage. But again, very, very Don't happy to hear that you are pursuing stand up along yes. with doing improv. Thank, and- thank you for uh, thank you for allowing me to see that it is possible for a six foot four ginger with blue eyes to get on stage and get laughed at for what he says and not how he looks. Well, time is going to tell on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to get right into the paranormal stuff uh, because that's that's why we're here. Yeah, I know you have a number of ghost stories and, w- and we'll be getting to those. But what I want to know is you've listened to our show enough to know that both of us have experienced paranormal stuff from an early age. Yeah. Who's your favorite host is what he's trying to ask. No, that's not oh. what I'm going to ask. I already know it's me. <laughs> and um, what I wanted to know is is. How far back does it go for you? Uh, it actually goes back to childhood with me because uh, I would always hear footsteps outside my bedroom at like three and four o'clock in the morning, and that they'll mm. tell you that that that's when paranormal yeah, activity yeah, is at that, its highest. Yeah, around three a.m. Yeah, it's when the veil between the two realities is at its thinnest. Yep. It's it's something that I haven't been able to completely convince my parents of, but I swear. <laughs> It's in the so house. So they're like, nah, bruh. Yeah. Are they still in that house, that same house? They are still in the same house. Now, yes. have you stayed there and had that happened again since I mean, you've been an adult? I mean, you know, well, the last time I lived there as an adult was, okay, I didn't move out till I was 26. But, <laughs> no, that's okay, baby. That's okay. But I, but I, still, I still heard it. Wow. Now, this, this house goes back a ways. I mean, this yeah, is Yeah, that's not, what I was going to ask next. Yeah, this is, this is a, a family house that was passed down from generation to generation, so... Uh, this now, does this actually... go back your family from generation to generation? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So hmm. it's it's all the way back from your family. Huh? Is it like a built by your family type deal? Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. Yes, okay. Is. That's yeah. even better. So tons wow. of ancestors. My, uh, my father has actually increased the value of the house because of the, uh, the additions that he's put onto it and all the improvements on the house. Over oh, the, nice. Over the last... Oh, 
30, 40 years, something like that. It's now a $4 million house. (laughs) (laughs) They had $12 a nickel and a bag of lint. (laughs) It's a nice house, but he's put on a lot of additions to it, but he has Mm -hmm. increased the value of the land. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, So footsteps, was that about the only thing that ever happened to you when you were younger, or what else? I mean, that's that. that, uh, there was also, I, I, I have never been able to really explain this. Uh, just because when I was a kid, I would see like a pair of like would look like dog legs, like walking Ugh. walking across the hallway up upstairs, like going from one room to another. Hmm. And we had dogs in the house, but I would call for the dog, and she would come running out from like the family room. Interesting. So dog legs, uh, four sets of four or a set of two, like you know, like four. Okay, yeah, hellhounds. So, you know, like like legs of dogs. <laughs> I have, and and I. Had, that scared me so bad as a kid, and I, I told my mother about that. But she, you know, it's that thing of, of oh, you're just a kid. You know, your eyes are playing tricks on you. Ugh. But I could have. I mean, you know, combined with hearing footsteps outside mm-hmm. your room at three and four o'clock in the morning. I mean, there, there's something going on upstairs in that house. And yeah, I know absolutely. that there is. Now, since this was your family's home, dating back from the OG, has anyone died in that house? That's something I've never researched. <laughs> I don't know if I even <laughs> want to go there. How, how many generations does it go back? Do you know Do you know when it was built? Uh, my great-great-grandmother. Oh, so it yeah, goes back it was a ways. her house. Uh, she is uh, she is actually Mary Heavenhill, who is the founder of Heavenhill Distillery. No. Wait, what? No. You're related to the cheapo liquor people? Uh, they I, are not cheapo liquor people yes. anymore. Well, <laughs> Heavenhill Distillery now is like a world-renowned distillery. They make Jack Daniels. They make everything. Except here's the problem with that, which oh, is, crap. yeah, the <laughs> the family business years ago. You didn't get any stock in it. We have no stock in it whatsoever. Oh, man. My great-great-grandmother sold this to a pair of Jewish gentlemen. <sighs> yeah, they bought out the company, and since then, we don't actually... Well, she needed to build a house, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have any family ownership of that, oh, uh, that distillery. No, house. that's very... Uh, it's similar but dissimilar to Well, you just my, popped me. You're famous to me now. My uncle, my great famous uncle, her. who, until the day he died, swore he created pontoon boats <laughs> and uh, sold sold the idea to a guy in a bar for 150 bucks and a beer. To the like to the day he died, swears my dad. So of course my dad swears. No, it's true. It's true. And he, I'm he like, sold him the idea. <laughs> I believe it. Sure. So, but yeah, no, that's crazy. I never knew that about you. And then there's also um, when I was coming up in our late teens in high school, we of course like we studied Wicca. Yeah, yeah. We were Wiccans at one Woo-hoo. point. I'm still Wicca. And I have I have this on like an old videotape. I have not been able to find it. We're in uh, Murray, Kentucky, and we're actually holding like a Wiccan ritual, like out in a field. Mind you, we are miles away from anywhere. You know, no planes flying overhead. Mm-hmm. But there is an acknowledgement during the video, and there is there, there is evidence of, of this in the video. There's one person who says. Uh, there's an entity that has joined us. Please feel free to come join our circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the video and I see like this shady figure who begins to appear yes. between my friend and this other person. And there's some sound. Like I said, we're out in the middle of the field. I'd love to see that video. We're out in the middle of the field, miles away from anything. Right. No planes overhead, no nothing. There's a sound. And I can't explain what the sound is. But it drowns out everybody in the tape. Oh, wow. And it was as soon, and it came in as soon as she, she acknowledges 
there's an entity here that's that's joined us. Was it kind of like a like a? Because I know I I've experienced this sound before, and let me know if this is close. I'm gonna sound like a guy trying to explain what's wrong with my car, like type of thing. No, that just sounds like a car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like wicky 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 bonk bonk bonk? Who's up? Who's up? Well, because in a lot of in a and lot of videos, that would be the worst DJ in the world. <laughs> when, uh, when apparitions start appearing, you get like this odd static sound that drowns out everything. You it doesn't really that. have a sound. Yeah, you've always but you don't talked hear about nothing. the static. Now, you, yeah. you, you could say it has a staticky sound to it. I mean, it's but it did it drowns out every. You can't mm-hmm. hear anybody. It's like on a the white stage noise whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I then, mean, and as Wick and myself, I mean, obviously, if you guys did the circle right, it could have only have been a good entity. So I should hope so. Yeah, because they shouldn't be allowed in the circle. So and uh, bad, but and, that's really cool. And, and then there's the, and then there there there's a point maybe I'm gonna say 15 minutes later that the noise goes away, and then that person says, says the entity has left us. I love that you guys mm. videotaped it though. Like, I have I all I've been I've been I have wicking, videotape everything. I don't know where the video is, but I've I have been wicking it. for twenty years and I have never thought to like videotape anything. I wonder if the ghost in your parents' house is like holding it hostage, like you cannot see me. <laughs> no, it's just his mom. Just close your eyes, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> uh, I've basically convinced myself that's maybe Great great grandmother checking in on the grandkids. Sure, sure. sure that, okay. Especially in a home that's filled with your ancestors, absolutely. Especially <laughs> if you never felt anything malevolent. Like, no, it's it's never been anything like that. it's just you know, uh, whatever you see in movies tends to influence you. you know, for sure, because mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I was one of those kids that would you know stay out late at night, but you're watching like you know Nightmare and Elm Street movies yeah. with your buddies and all that, so you try to walk into the house. As um, inconspicuously as possible. <laughs> yeah. But then you're walking in through the basement of your house, which sort of looks like Freddy's boiler yep. room. Yep. <laughs> and in a fern, and and you run right into it, right into a fern, <laughs> <laughs> and you freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was, was uh, you're welcome. My, that was my basement, man. My basement had one of those. It was built in like the early 20s, and so it had one of those big octopus furnaces with like big arms that just stretched everywhere. And it was oh yeah, frightening, dude. Like I hated going down in the basement because it'd be like, you know, and you're like, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> and the basement what? did it. You know, it was just wet. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you paranormal guys would know why is it. It's the basement and the attic of a house that we fear the most. Because. What is that? Those are the places that if an entity or a serial killer follows you, you stuck. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Think all about, about it because there's no, there's no exit in a basement. There's no exit in an attic unless you jump out the window. Right. I mean, only, if there's only a one window, way in, one way out. Yeah. That would be, the, in my opinion, the biggest reason. So it's basically our fear of just being cornered yeah and not being and the other thing is is that usually a basement and the attic are usually the two areas they get used the least and so it's usually filled with old things it's usually storage areas and those old things are kind of yeah and you're not putting good lighting there like it's usually like one hanging bulb you know or like a, a lamp over in the corner or something it's usually pretty not well lit very well like it's just like shadows everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's pretty much a, it's it's a f- we we covered this. <clears throat> excuse me, we covered this on the podcast before where we were talking about um, night hags and stuff like that. And it's this evolutionary trait we've yet to get rid of. It's a it's a fear of the dark. 
We don't know why we fear it so much, but there's some kind of evolutionary trait from our ancestors that has not been weaned out Mm -hmm. yet. There was actually a really cool documentary that was on History Channel years ago, and it was simply called, like, Fear of the Dark. I like how it pointed to my brain stem when I was saying that. Like, it's in (laughs) there. Nice. Get rid of it. But yeah, they spent, like, it was like a six, it was like a six-episode miniseries that really dove into that, Our Fear of the Dark. Yeah, that was from a book. That's where I heard it from, was a book. Very, it is very interesting. I mean, and, and the dark is scary because we can't see. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't trust our hearing because everything just <laughs> sounds scary. I, don't, I yeah. don't know if I've necessarily ever been afraid of the dark. I'm just more afraid of things that might be in the dark. Well, I, tomato, know? tomato. I'm, I'm not afraid of the dark most times, but when I go into places to where I can feel the energy, like when we, my first ever paranormal investigation I did for uh, Baxter Avenue Morgue. Like, I had no issue going into the dark. It was once I sat down in the dark and, like, felt the the atmosphere change and started feeling, like, the touches and stuff like that. Gosh. That's when I was like, I can't see what's going on. I don't like this. Yeah. That's that's when the dark scares me. But most time, like, my house... But, I, me, but I, 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 I get that even when a room is well lit, though. I mean... Yeah, I, mean, I, I get it in here know. all the time in the studio. Like, well, we were recording. Yeah, but the thing is... We is all that, get it upstairs. Yes, we, yeah, we heard That sounds really before. bad, by the way. We all, we get, all get it upstairs. <laughs> we do. When you don't uh, get the right ratings, you get it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you get flogged. Um, but no, I'm not afraid of the dark as much as I'm afraid of the dark lord. Uh... He's you know, not real. He's not real. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think in the light, even though we may feel those things, you know, we can we see that nothing's there, so we can play it off, right? Because yeah. we can play it off that oh, it's it's wind, it's it's a bug, it's something. But in the dark, you're like, that could be anything. My imagination is running wild right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, I mean, you you know where I work, right? Mm-hmm. That is like a huge, massive hulk of a building. Yes, it is. <laughs> and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, sitting here with 100% certainty, all my years that I've been there, nothing. There's absolutely nothing there because mm-hmm. I have been through every single building yeah. of the place. Lights on, lights off. I don't feel it. I can usually feel when there's some presence near me and there's mm-hmm. just been... All of my years there, nothing. Just gotta be more afraid of the neighborhood. Well, I mean, I mean that entire yeah. place is like yeah, devoid yeah. of all hope and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta nothing there. I just told my wife, I was like, we gotta go see Ed. I ain't been out there in a while. <laughs> I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking about a place down on Seventh Street, which is uh, thought to be the oasis of entertainment out there. So yes, is. Uh... <laughs> oh, so yes, man. I mean. Uh, uh, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's easier to be more afraid of the neighborhood. But mm-hmm. actually, there's nothing really in the neighborhood either. Yeah. I used to live over there. That is so, the craziest thing to me was just a few weeks ago when, okay, there was that shooting that was at the Kroger store on Hurstbourne Lane. And then like a week later, right. there was a shooting like right up by my parents' house. There, mm-hmm. You know, the guy who was shot in the parking lot of Meyer. Yeah. They live right down the street from there. And I was just like, how crazy is this? I work down on 7th Street, which is supposed to be where all this stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's all happening, like, up by my yep. parents' house. I'm like, this is nuts. Yep. Just like the paranormal, you cannot predict crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just so crazy. So something else I wanted to talk about is uh, your experience working haunts. 
Oh yeah, you know you uh, you've worked uh, over the years. I know a few haunts, uh, some places. I actually haven't worked as many as you think, but I'll tell you about my experience. Yeah, I, well, I definitely remember one uh, for sure. The the train one, <laughs> I remember. Oh, that uh, was a great experience. <laughs> you know, oh. but you love haunts too. That's the other point I was going to get. Do. Just as much as I do. Uh, Brad and I, we've never been to one together, so I don't know how you feel about them. But um, yeah. I'd rather actually go to like a haunted location. Yeah, see, I love getting scared, so I'm like, I absolutely. But the haunts are so great. Yeah, there aren't oh that many gosh. good ones around anymore. That's yes, the there are. Yes, there are. There's, you there's are wrong new... about that show. Yeah, you they ain't been around in a they while. Gotten me. Man. I, I went to one last year, and I was the like, the Pope right. one is awesome, man. Which one did you go to last year? Uh, Field of Screams. No, don't go to. Yeah, that. Field of Screams is old. Don't go so see, that. there are some bad ones. We <laughs> didn't say there wasn't any bad ones. You just said there weren't any good ones. We said yes, there are some good ones. It's just that you didn't go to one of the good ones. Yeah. So we can tell you right now which ones are the yeah, good ones. Yeah, for sure. Well, go ahead. I highly recommend the the Goatman Public one. That one, man. Whoo, it's good. It's uh, good. It would be out of character for me to not recommend the Devil's Attic. Yeah, Devil's yeah. Attic. That was one of the. Old school ones for me, man. Got, See, and we um, had them sponsoring the DNN one last year, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the Devil's Attic is located on West Hill Street. It's actually right down the road from where I work. And uh, Todd Merriman, of course, a buddy of mine, also a stand-up. Uh, he has worked out at the Devil's Attic. In fact, he is the devil himself. Oh, in okay. the attic. And, uh, and he, has been, hmm. he has been there, wow, years, years, yeah, man. it's been a while. Isn't there yeah. like some kind of like coffin aspect to it? Where you have to get in a coffin or something? No, I no. think you're thinking of another one. Uh, they sure. did that, uh, I think, at the old Culberson Mansion one, the mm. one where you well, go they, out to they, the... They did do that at the one that was at the movie theater in Clarksville. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Cause I've I think done, you're thinking of that one. I've done the coffin thing before, uh, but it was up in Indiana. That's all I remember. Mm. That was years ago. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the, the, ha- the haunts, I mean, if you find the right one, I mean, they can be a lot of fun. Except I'm not the person that you really want to uh, uh, want to scare in the haunts because I don't I don't scare that easy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I uh, okay, so you're saying don't you you don't you want them to try to scare you, right? No, here's the problem: is that I tend to I tend to, to go in there with the stand-up comic you know frame of mind <laughs> and i i know all these people are actors i know that they're all they're trying to, to get a rise up out of you and they they really hate seeing me come through because i'm i went through the baxter avenue this was the funniest story i went through the baxter avenue avenue morgue now they have the guy in there who was like the coffin salesman guy tries mm-hmm. to I'd actually like stood there and haggled with him for a few minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and, all, and all the while, everybody behind me is like, "Hey, they're holding up the line." I'm like, "Hey, I'm haggling over here." No, hold on. <laughs> I want the plush option, but I want it at the satin price. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm trying to make a deal. Would you all be patient? So, no, the people that, that but you know, having worked a haunt, the people that you love. The groups of girls that come through. Oh, yeah. The ones who you hear screaming their heads off before they ever get to you. Mm-hmm. Those are the fun ones. Those are the ones who really <laughs> want the scare. So, See, I I get it because I'm a big guy. And they immediately think that I'm like big and like macho, which I'm not. But <laughs> they, they immediately think I am. So it's their goal to get, you know, to get me. Get, get the teddy bear. Well, look, I just saw you and I'm already got. 
Like, I get, like I'm telling you, man, I put my roommate Paul behind me, my little brother Dustin, who's like half my size in front of me. I have to be in the middle. I don't want nobody touching me or coming up behind me. <laughs> Paul's checking up the back flank, and I know it's all fake. I'm an actor. I've had friends that do it. I don't care. I'm there to be scared. So I, I, I don't put care. Myself, I'm there to be scared. Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> I put myself in that mode because I'm there. I want to be scared, you know. And uh, dude, and I fear do. escape T-shirt. Yes. Our, fa- our favorite thing that we have done, we have uh, we have one friend, her, her name is Lisa. Lisa goes with us to every haunt every single year, and she is most afraid of the chainsaw guys. Oh, they don't. They're, they're the one thing that don't bother me. Oh, they bother her. They bother her a great deal. Now, at the haunted hotel, there's not just one. There's not two. Yeah. There's like four I've of them. I've been there. They have actually pushed us out, out of the way because mm-hmm. we're just strolling you know, we're just we're just strolling along, well, yeah, and Lisa yeah. is like you know, five hundred yards ahead of us, running and screaming. So they're pushing us out of the way to get to her. <laughs> See the ones that, scare- and I think one we actually tipped a guy, and he like had her like <laughs> down at, down on the ground in the fetal position at the field of screams, and that was see that the was ones, pretty funny. The ones that bother me the most are the ones that are outdoors mm-hmm. because those are the one that anybody could show up at any time pretending to be somebody. Like there's which, there's uh, which one's the one out of Otter Creek? That's not Field of Screams. That would be. That's, I think uh, that is Field of Screams actually. N- n- no, because Field of Screams is the one that's out. Um, it's in a cornfield. Off of, but the uh, one I'm talking about is like at a campground. Nightmare like, Forest. Nightmare, Nightmare Forest. Forest. That's yeah. what it is. Because yeah, uh, Field of Screams is the one that's right off uh, Gene Snyder, mm-hmm. right there. But uh, yeah, like those ones that are outdoors, they freak me out the most mm-hmm. because I I like when I'm inside a house, I feel like security's tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm like. Anybody could sneak up, and I don't trust anybody, and that makes it like super more scary for me. And uh, when we went to um, the Popelik one, actually, you have to walk down this big, long kind of like, like I don't know, horse trail before you get around to this farm to get in there, and uh, then the line hits, and then we're waiting in line, and this whole time there's like this clown with a knife following us, right? <laughs> but I mean, he's he's at a good distance. <laughs> And uh, either the people at the thing were doing a very good job or they were super freaked out because she was just like, because we were like, man, that guy is weird. She's like, what guy? We're like that guy. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know who that is. And then she like reaches over and she's like, hey, Mike, we don't have anybody dressed like a clown, do we? And he's like, "Uh, no, this is the Popelik monster one. There's no clowns. She's like, I will. Would you mind calling security? Right? <laughs> and so, like, but she does it off the side, and, like, me and my friends are like, we're going to die. What? Yeah, but you see, that's great, too, because that might actually be a setup in itself. That's I know. Amazing. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, and I don't know. And so then, great. literally, at one point, we turn around, dude's gone. Yeah. Right? And we're just like. He this, was security. This was, like, a good 25 minutes, like, with this guy before we even got ah, into the actual ah, ah. area you walk through. It was just here but i mean he was a good half a block down from us so it's just this like oh it was so creepy dude and then she looked like she was legit scared i mean some high school kid that Mm -hmm. didn't sound like she was trying to act you know like so we were pretty freaked out because i was already in the car like this is what i'm scared of outdoor ones for (laughs) but but as an actor yourself you know that the best actors are the ones who come off as if they're not acting oh yeah oh yeah so, Still, I, mean, I don't she, trust anybody. She might have gotten you. She I don't might trust have anybody. I've seen too many horror movies, man. <laughs> but, I mean, how come that has never been made into like a screenplay? 
that, that I mean, that's I always thought that would make an awesome well, story. There of like, is, you know, serial killer, you know, s- s- sneaks into a haunted house. Well, there is, um, starts doing away with. There a bunch is of a movie, kids. and I think it's called Hell House. Have you seen Hell House? Yeah. It's called like Hell House LLC. Yeah. I don't think I've watched. Can it. I look it up? Yes, I'm going to. There's a sequel to it too, but I haven't watched it yet. But it's found footage. But it's about these guys, this this group of people that put together haunts, and they go to different towns, and they like to find places that are known to be haunted, and then create a haunt around it. Oh, okay. And then this place actually ends up haunted. People end up dying, and like all kinds of crazy stuff. It's awesome. Well, like, I'm going it, to look that up. Yeah, it was this thing that my wife and I we were just kind of hanging out and so I just kind of put it on in the background while like I, I was do, I was working on some stuff she was working on some stuff and so but we both like 20 minutes in had our work put away and we were watching <laughs> this movie because I just thought it was going to be a crappy B movie but man it's good. Yeah, Hell House LLC and like I said there's a sequel to it I have not watched it yet so I have no clue what it's about. Um, but it won a ton, ton of like Sundance awards and things wow. like that years okay. ago. But it's a found footage type thing. But it's really good, and it got me. It got me good. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am definitely going to look that up because I always thought that that would make a great screenplay. Yeah. So I don't know how much of like serial killer as much as like you know evil entities, you know, well, I mean, killing it's... people. But still, it's the same idea. Like it's. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's the same thought that I've had about, uh, you know, the people over here on uh, Hillcrest Avenue during Halloween, uh, they set up their lawns mm-hmm. elaborately, elaborately decorated. But there's always like that one that one neighbor who has the setup with like the serial killers, like right. Freddie, Michael Myers, Jason, like full size mannequins right. in his yard. And that's just one of those things I would pass by and see him just like. How do you know? How do you know there's not a serial killer yeah, who's just like standing there? there. <laughs> who's just standing there with like a mask on and just like waiting? Waiting. He's been yeah. waiting his entire life for this moment. I mean, you have given it to him. That's the entire plot of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. <laughs> you see, I lost all fear of. Um, it was Michael Myers is the one I lost all fear of when I did the uh, Nightmare Forest, and we were about halfway through, and it actually it freaked me out a couple times, and then I hear that like. They start playing music and all that, and I see like the Michael Myers come out from in the bushes and stuff, and I'm like, oh, he's it's like a tall guy they had for it too, and he tripped on, on a stick and he fell. Oh, that kind of ruins the illusion. About yeah. about ten feet from me, so I walk over. He stands up, kind of have a moment looking at each other. I'm just like, uh, we go this way. He's like, yeah, you go that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, I've I've seen them break before too, um, but you know the thing is, is like I don't want famous scares like i don't want those because i already know those are fictional i want these things that i've never seen before that's why i like the goat man one so much because it's all this like evil demonic goat imagery and it's creepy and like just crazy it's also so great because they actually take something that is a legend that exists here and then they make and i think it's they make a theme around yeah i've never been to waverly's so i don't know what waverly's is like Uh, but yeah Okay, I've been to Waverly like twice, and to be honest with you, I prefer the tours, right? Mm-hmm. Than because the same, same, I prefer the tours because the tour guides are pretty honest with you when they when you first start off. They tell you, look, at this this place, we're not controlling anything here. It's like there, there are no yeah. fog lights, there are no machines, there's no mannequins. It's like this place is actually haunted. If this place decides that it wants to put on a show for you guys tonight. 
It's going to. Which it's done for me before, and it was Yeah, awesome. we've talked about that. And in fact, um, I mean, one of the tours, I mean, there was, like, you know, some stuff going on. That's what on. I was going to ask. So, like, let's yeah. move back into your stories. Oh, what yeah, are... this isn't this isn't a uh, movie podcast. That's right. No. <laughs> so let's get back and talk about some more of your um, scary stories, that have things that have happened to you paranormal-wise. Okay, well, first of all, let's get into the thing about Waverly. Okay. Uh, just because I have a packet of photos that I have taken from tours on Waverly Hills. And several images pop up in these photos I can't explain because they weren't there when I was taking the photo. I've had to go back. It's a creeper, man. I have had to go back to negatives and and had to look at them closely. Yeah. And everything I suspect about these, it's pretty much true. I mean, you know, I... I I remember taking a photo from, like, an adjoining window, like, across the way. Mm-hmm. And you get the photo back, and there's a a very obvious silhouette of a man who's standing mm. in the window staring back at me. Oh, and yeah, I, had go, and I had to go, again, went back to the negative to make sure this wasn't just my imagination. And there's yeah. there's a, a figure. Was this one of those glassless windows? I guess so. I mean, mm. this this is back before they started working. Oh, on it, okay. They yeah, started, definitely glassless then. Yeah, before they started doing it. Uh, before they decided to make it into a hotel or whatever. Why do that? Hey, I kind of uh, like the idea. <laughs> because I need a five-star place to stay that the ghost will tuck me in at night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I have a ghostly hand that that is in one of the photos, and it's it, there's like a mist around it. Hmm. And that's, I mean, it's it's it literally looks like that, the way I'm pointing my finger right yeah, now. Yeah, it's kind of pointing in one direction. Yeah. And there's like there's like a ghostly mist around it, and I have a uh, I have a picture of like an orderly who's looking at like a basement window. I wow. mean, it's you know weird stuff. Weird stuff popped up in the in these photos. What uh what kind of camera did you use? Because that that's actually kind of important too. Oh God, years ago, man, I have no idea what kind of camera. Well, was, was it just like it was like you had to go get the film developed? Oh yeah, type yeah, cool. one of those. Yeah, because stuff shows up in those a lot more than it does like in the digitals yeah, and stuff I mean, like you that. Know, orbs everywhere. Of yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. one thing I could tell you is that there's one picture, uh, interior room, and there's just orbs like surrounding the place, just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I mean, got a whole packet of these photos. Just, uh, I need things to see pop them. up in them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's creepy, creepy stuff. And, uh, plus, I have an EVP. Ooh. I had an EVP. Oh, electronic voice phenomenon. Yes, got it. I had an EVP that I actually got from Waverly Hills because I took a uh, little sound recorder. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of waving it around in rooms during the tour to see if I can pick up anything. Mm-hmm. And in at one point in the tape, I do get a voice going, help. Oh. <sighs> Kind of like a kind of like a deep guttural yeah. help, like uh, you like know, someone's intestines are being ripped out. No, more like something is attacking this person's lungs and they can't breathe. That's what I mean. And they're just kind that of one. like stressing to get this out. Help! Mm. That's creepy. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if it was somebody using the shot bag. Ugh, I hate the shot. Well, I don't hate it so much anymore. I That's hated sh- the shot bag until I learned about it. Yeah. <laughs> shot bag's not so bad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I, 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 I think Rachel may have had some kind of uh, uh, a sixth sense about it too, just because she would she would go through Waverly Hills with me, and she would sort of like stop in places that we wouldn't even think anything of mm-hmm. but then tour guides would turn around and see where she's standing she's like oh she's looking down the elevator shaft where the old homeless guy and his dog had died 
Mm. In the elevator. She's like, she, she had no knowledge of it, but she stopped right there and she was looking down that elevator shaft. Interesting. Yeah, so just certain things like that. And you, and you, well, you know how my girlfriend looks, mm-hmm. which I, I always say I fell in love with the, you know, the girl from the ring. And <laughs> I don't think I've ever met her. She, she's kind of a, she's kind of a, you know, a, a small, petite, 80 pound white girl. You know, she's got the long black hair, kind of falls in front of her face. And, you know, she's, she's the, she's the girl who, in every horror movie, who creeps up behind you and scares the bejesus out of you. Does she have a white gown she wears to bed at night? <laughs> <laughs> from that the actually complete from the, the late, whole thing. From the late 1800s. <laughs> that would actually complete, like, the whole thing. And for some reason, the only way she can get to the bathroom at night is a spider crawl on the ceiling. <laughs> She's done that. Yeah, well, she stopped doing that a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, that's good. It's about time. She just crawled out of the TV one day, and she's been mine ever since. <laughs> Seven days. More like 70 years. Am I right? <laughs> am I right, guys? <laughs> so wh- tell me, uh, what, 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 what do you think is your, your favorite scariest thing that has happened to you favorite scariest yeah favorite. most what is your most favorite scariest thing <laughs> favorite scariest thing um i think it was when my sister used to put on the thriller album and that would pretty much like scare me away <laughs> paranormal uh paranormal i mean you know we we just we we experienced some some things in high school while we we're you know dabbling in wicca and i would just i think that that one instance of being out in the field and having that shadowy figure come up to us and, you know, drowning out all sound, all anything, and having that on videotape. That's my favorite. That is. That's a good one. Now, uh, you hear us talk a lot. I I, I don't believe in anything unless I can see it, unless I can hear it. And when I have, uh, like... The, the EVP that I have from Waverly Hills, the videotape from this Wiccan ritual, if I can see it, right. it helps me to believe it. Now, you hear us talk a lot about uh, sleep paralysis and night hag. Oh, gosh. Um, in fact, we just did a two-part episode on the podcast about it. Um, have you experienced that? I have experienced it once. Once. Just once. Hmm. Now, Rachel used to experience this all the time, but Rachel had never experienced the darker side of it. She's always... She was the darker side of it. <laughs> I guess so, at that point. I mean, she, she scares them off. <laughs> you gotta understand, is I, t- I took a sad emo girl and made her into a happy homemaker. Aww. So, yeah, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Rose, McG- Rose McGowan is uh, Betty Crocker, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she, she, she's happy, she's healthy, but she, and she used to experience sleep paralysis all the time but she more thought of it as like this really like trippy cool out of body experience because she right. could she could see herself like walking through the house and you know she could she could see her body sleeping there in the bed and not able like the astral projection yeah kind of, yeah kind of like astral projection that's that's more like what it was now as for me i only experienced sleep paralysis once mm-hmm. and it was terrifying yeah it was the most terrifying experience because all i remember was waking up in the middle of the night and i'm somewhere between dream 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 and awake uh and we call it drape yeah yeah you got that drape on (laughs) yeah i got i got the drape on and i just see this black shadowy figure like 
oh, a, nice. like like one of the Death Eaters out of Harry Harry yeah. Potter, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's got the these like bright green glowing Ooh, green. You got the green yeah, one. Green. We came across that a few times in the research. That green. Yeah, green, blue, and red are pretty common. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, so this had green eyes, and it was like it kept coming towards me and toward me and toward, and I couldn't move. Yeah, I could. I couldn't even. You know, I wanted to yell and I couldn't get this out. You know, yep. it was. The, like like that that drowned out EVP from from Waverly Hills. I couldn't get it out, and finally, and for I guess for some reason, uh, I guess my sister being like our protector when we were young kids, mm-hmm. she was always like you know our babysitter, our protector, the one who watched us all the time. I screamed out her name. I screamed oh, wow. out my sister's name, and this thing vanished and went away. Now, how how old were you when this happened? Oh, this was just a couple of years ago. Okay. And the, the Waverly Hill EVP of the Help, how long ago was that? Now, that was maybe, uh, I'm going to say about a decade ago. Okay. Because yeah. I have this theory in terms of, like, dimensions that this is probably not true in the He's slightest. Got a theory. We should work it out. <laughs> but the, um, the moment that you try to scream... <laughs> help in your sleep paralysis like jumped back in time to that moment that you were doing your EVP session so you were hearing yourself say help creepy into oh, the future well. that I would like to believe that but it wasn't my voice I just the watched tape, the so OA it's recently. called time tunnel <laughs> or uh, it's, it, I get these ideas from the OA because it, yeah, it opened my ideas to a lot of that stuff like I oh everybody's connected yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're you're saying it's a, it's a theory like you know the crooked neck lady from the haunting is yeah, yeah pretty much is actually the sister and she hung herself and just fell yeah. through all these different my, dimensions. My theory and my belief on the paranormal and what we're experiencing is that what we perceive as reality is nothing more than just a series of thin curtains between what we see and what is going on like right next to us y'all need to move up to them flame retardant curtains between the things we see and the things we fear there are doors yeah i think why is it when we're in sleep paralysis we can experience these entities that we can't see in everyday life i don't know i mean it's you you guys have done a lot more you guys have done a lot more research on this topic than oh yeah like i said we had to do two episodes on it because we couldn't fit it in one Mm-hmm. So I mean, what did what did you all come to? What's the thing? The the, the thing why, that why I would tell it, you. Why is this like a shared dimension? I don't know, but here's the humans. thing: it, it is, and <laughs> it it's, really it's, is. it's it's across the world and through time. Mm-hmm. Like, and every culture has its own explanation for it. It is something that we as a species all have dealt with through time and not shared. Like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, the uh, English came into the United States and all of a sudden the Native Americans were now experiencing it. No, they had it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everyone already had these things. In fact, we talked about that's where the term nightmare comes from. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it, it came from sleep paralysis, like the 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 entities that they see, you know. It's yeah, crazy. I haven't dug deep enough yet. My time machine is still under construction. But once I can really jump back in time and see exactly what started this sleep paralysis, because you got to think, if we're all experiencing the same entity, the same kind of experience, there's something we're fearing, 
that looks like these big shadowy figures. Yeah, what, it's like usually what tribe all you can was see it that we came from that did that? Why is it that the eyes are the thing you can always see, or the occasional teeth? Like because well, the eyes are the tunnel to the soul, so therefore it's a tunnel <laughs> into reality. And as for this guy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, you, you obviously live in a haunted house. Eh. You obviously <laughs> live in one, but you're you're the guy you're the guy who is not getting out of the house. The ghost is like. What is this guy not understanding? Here? <laughs> I know. No, no, the no. ghost is like, get out, yeah, writes it on the wall. I'm like, ah, he messed up my wall again. Ghost. <laughs> well, he is the occasional ghost, like the lady in the white dress. But I think yeah. oh, his is all aliens, man. <laughs> I think I think mine is elementals and aliens. He's all hearing get out, and he's like, oh, it must be the wind. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. I just ah, oh, they're 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 joking with me again. I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay here and play my video game. <laughs> What's gonna happen is is that your wife is gonna finally definitively have something happen, and y'all are gonna move. <laughs> Well, she kind of she kind of already did, but she's like, okay, well, as long as it's not hurting anybody. What, what, how long is it going to take for you guys before this thing is going to start hurting something um, or somebody? Here's the thing: we're pretty sure it's a protective spirit because of um, the incident I had about a month ago with the sleep paralysis, where like a, a spirit like kind of saved me from this dark entity during a sleep paralysis episode like this entity was like about to touch me and i warped into this entire dream scenario you can hear it on the podcast it's kind of a long story um but at the end of this dream scenario where this dark entity was about to take me away again this this uh this like white wolf spirit like came up and like kind of shooed the entity away and then like touched me and sent me back to my bed and then I've been, I haven't had any like real sleep paralysis since then. Yeah. But what if it's a Freddy versus Jason sort of thing? It's like, <laughs> well, the good like thing he wants is, to get that out of the way so he can get to you. I have a title bout up in the attic and whoever wins gets it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're down to the wire. Um, so before we get out of here, Ed, I wanted to know if you had any other stories that you wanted to share real quick. If you had another story you wanted to share with us. Oh, gosh. Let me see. Do I have it? I don't think I don't think I have any more. What was the? Oh uh, wait a minute! You were you were asking about my involvement with a haunt? Yeah, sure. Okay, this is this one was called the Rails of Death. Yeah, that's the one I remember. And uh, we had uh, we had did this uh, we did this back in 2012. It was just like a one time thing only because that's uh, it wasn't that successful. Uh, but we we, had, we we created a really great backstory to it, which was. I just remember by the end of it, your voice was bleeding. Oh my gosh! Like because when you're when you're trying to scare people, you're yelling at the top of your lungs for like you know three four five hours whatever and mm. yeah your, your voice will go after a little while sounds like a normal conversation with Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> but we had, we created this really great backstory because it was actually like uh located just off a train track and we said halloween 1950 there's a train that is leaving clarksville and going to uh, say it's the last we're going to Clarksville. It's, like, it's actually going from New York through Clarksville to wherever it was heading to. And we said that this train had derailed on Halloween night, 1950, and that everybody on the train perished. But there were some spirits from that train that still remained. In fact, one of them might have been a serial killer that had stowed away on the train. Oh. Goatman. And that was, and that was, that was where, that was where we began our legend for the haunt. It was mainly based around this serial killer who was amongst the dead. So it was a true storytelling. 
it's a true story telling on a fictional story. But well, what, what so I mean, great. instead of a haunt where you're just like walking through, like ah, room with chainsaws. This was like a here's the story. Yeah, because us. we Which yeah those because are the ones I like. Yeah, yeah because we were always fans of like you know the haunts that have some kind of story behind it, not mm-hmm. just you know putting a you know putting Jason or Freddy in a haunt. We just we just wanted to do something that actually had like a true well a truish sounding story behind it. And we had, yeah, and I know I, I'm kicking a dead horse here, but that's why I like to pope like one because they do. They run you through like all the legends we've talked about in the episodes. They kind of hit on those the circus uh uh, Wrangler and all kinds mm-hmm. of different stuff. The farmer, the the satanic rituals. You see it all. It's crazy. No, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I mean, this only lasted for you know one season. It just it wasn't that successful. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, we had a lot. And like I said, when you hear when you hear those screams from the girls who were coming down, oh, those are the ones that you want to antagonize the most. Yep. Well, uh, uh, where was that located? I know it was in Clarksville, but where was it at? Um, gosh, I can't. I can't. Grant, I, Grant Line Road, I Grant think. Line, okay. I yeah. think. I was like, I live in Clarksville now, so I'm always like, where is stuff? Where was it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, bef- My pleasure. Bef- I love being before here. Before we get out of here, tell people where they can find you, man. I am right here at WCHQ 100.9 FM. I run Lunch Break Live Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. till 1. You can uh, tune us in either on the FM dial, online at WCHQFM.com. I'll be also do stream live on Facebook Mm -hmm. while we're on the air. And there's also the downloadable WCHQ app, which you can download directly (laughs) to your smartphone or mobile devices and stream us live from there. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I go by Ed Joe Snyder there just because I have a lot of uh, a lot of friends from back in the day who just knew me by that name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they can they can find me they can yep. find me there. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on the Instagrams. No. I don't do any of that. I'm just I'm just very vanilla Facebook, and that's it. That's right. You got any uh, stand up coming up? You want to plug? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I got. Um, let me see. I am going to be uh, involved in the Tim Northern Comedy Festival, which mm-hmm. is going to be uh, kicking off, I believe, in September. And uh, I don't know any of the venues or details about those shows yet. But, yeah, Tim Northern Comedy Festival. And I believe you can look that up online. Just mm-hmm. Google it and you can. it'll come up. So. Dope. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you, boys. For those of you listening in, uh, where can they find us? Oh, you can find us on the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams at Fearscape Pod. And then you can also find us on one hundred point nine WCHQ on Sunday nights at nine PM. That's right, you know you're where at. you're listening right now. Where you're listening right now. Uh, uh, check that out. You can check out our podcast. Uh, it is not family friendly. So nope, be I say ready bad for words. that. He, he says bad words. I also say bad words. Kelly um, says bad Kelly words. says bad words. Who's our I say host? bad words when we're yeah. not on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much. You can check out Brad and I every first Saturday of the month at ten PM at the Bardstown doing uh, improv, and we actually have a long form called Fearscape that we do, and we'll be there Derby night. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Y'all come on out, 10 o'clock. Tickets are 10 bucks. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Send us in your listener stories. We didn't get to any today because we had the whole episode on listener stories. Uh, but you can send those to uh, Facebook, or excuse me. Facebook stories. Fearscape stories at WCHQFM.com. And I have been Stefan. I will catch you on the flip side. And I have been Brad. Hold those blankies extra tight. Good night, folks. <laughs>